Police have identified more victims and plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Confirm earlier reports of cannibalism. The building was a scene of ghoulish slaughter. A large kettle on the stove which held boiled body parts. Identified four victims. Killed even more. Plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Had sex with some of his victims before he killed them. And that he was also a necrophiliac. You are now listening to Blinding True Crime to your host, Maddie Mack. Odd Fox. Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Grinding True Crime Podcast with your host, Matt and Matt, along with our narrator today, Todd Fox, and the other host of the show, and we are back, all three of us are here, and we're here to kick off another episode, but before we get that started, uh, I want you guys to follow our page. The Grinding True Crime Podcast on our Facebook and Instagram, as well as if you're driving, listen to us on our podcast, The Grinding True Crime Podcast. So with that being said, Todd's going to give us an a interesting sh- uh, story today. But before we get into that, I want to let you guys know, viewer discretion is advised because we actually have audio of the crime that takes place in this story. I haven't heard it, Gabby hasn't heard it, but if you guys hear it, it's going to be very graphic, so your discretion is advised. Okay, with that being said, Todd, you got the floor. Tell us your story. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Gabby. Um, This is the story of Byron David Smith. Uh, Byron David Smith uh, lived up in, uh, what is it, he was 64 and was retired from the U.S. State Gov- uh, Department, worked in the U.S. State Department. Okay. Um, yeah. He um, lived in Minnesota, and but he lived in a neighborhood that wasn't like, say, for instance, if you watch, um, uh, what do you call it, Eminem's movie, Eight Mile, it wasn't that bad, but it was to the point where you had some homes that were vacant next door to his. Mm-hmm. It was kind of in a rough neighborhood, kind of economy hit the, the, the skids. And okay. uh, he was living there forever by himself, never married. So, um, you know, he, he just uh, he just wanted to be by himself, basically. And he was a lo- huh? He was a loner. Yes, very much so. Four, never married. Sixty-four. Okay. Yeah, never married. Um, his brother described him as an introvert and basically just a uh, you know. He, he didn't get along well with others. So his brother was actually surprised that he lasted so long in the U.S. Uh, State Department office in the downtown Minnesota area and that he was so well regarded around his you know, his colleagues. But as far as social skills and an apps, you know, uh, you know, your opinion on another man or another man coming from another man about him would always be negative. And then he didn't he was very awkward to females. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, prior to th- and this, this one won't, there's not too much to get into this one other than the fact that in the neighborhood, there was a lot of break ins. So, there was a lot of drug activity. Uh, there was just a lot of uh, youth um, stealing things uh, from homes, vandalizing things, uh, taking what they could, either selling it for drug money or just money in general. Um, mm-hmm. So, what happened was um, his home had been burglarized uh on six different occasions 
Whoa. Yeah. He um he got really tired of it because um some of his stuff from his father um was stolen. Um his his father served in the Korean War uh and it was a um, he was a POW. So some of his stuff that was stolen, the memorabilia, um the medals, um a chainsaw, he had a rare coin collection that was stolen. He just ran randomly would get burglarized and he just got tired of it. So um, in town, he would uh, wear a uh, holster with a 22 <clears throat> for protection. And, okay. and uh, he also started putting uh, water bottles like, cause in the area of Minnesota and it has snowed heavily. So he would put water bottles just to, just below the snow um, like plastic ones, things that would make noise so that if uh, someone was trying to break in while he was home, he'd hear it. You know? Okay. So he was, he was kind of doing like a home alone thing at this point. <laughs> Booby traps all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, the last thing that was stolen was a chainsaw though. And that kind of, that really got him upset because he felt that that could be used against him as a weapon. You know, and he felt it was the same people uh, coming back uh, time in and time in time out. You know, so uh, here's where we get to a date, which is uh, November 22nd, 2012. Uh, Smith, who, who always left his car in his driveway, decided, you know what, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to like he was on one, not drinking, just I think he was starting to be very paranoid and losing his mind. Mm-hmm. So he got a, a audio recorder out, kept it in his basement, and he figured he was never burglarized when he was home. So all that stuff that he set up around the house, it just, he wasn't hearing nothing um, because these, whoever was doing it to him, he, they knew he was gone. So he decided one night to park his car down the street and away from his house, leave his driveway completely open. Nothing happened that first night. Now the second night, which is October, which is November 22nd, 2012, he drove his car all the way down the street, left it there, walked back, went in the house, turned off all the lights, and he turned on um, his video surveillance plus an audio recorder. Um, now, by his own account, Smith, uh, he was a... Uh, Told, told other people he's going to be visiting uh, neighbors at that time. So he put the word out there. And um, You want to make he okay. wasn't there, huh? Was it, what did he say? No, I'm saying he wanted to make sure that they thought he wasn't there. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> so what happened was um, on, the, on the on the what happened on the incident was he was waiting there, waiting for them to waiting for them to come on the second night Um he started hearing noises outside as he's in his basement, the bottles making noise. So now he knows that there's something up just above the lights in the windows. So he, the light that he had, the only light that was in the house was on, was in the basement. He turned it off and he began to look up the stairway to see flashlights in his house. So now he knew there was at least one or two people in his house. Ah, crap. Yeah. Here we go. Yes. So, um, 
Smith waited in silence for about 12 minutes. And it was, uh, it was uh, uh, Brady, who was the cousin of a female. It was a, it was a brother. It was this man. Let me get his name here. Uh, shoot, let me just get the man here. He was killing right here. It was Katie Heifer or Haley Kiefer and her cousin Nick Brady. So they were working as a tandem. So, what race do you think these two are? Uh, you said her last name was Kiefer? Kiefer and Brady. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, White. Correct. <laughs> well, you had, you had another guess, Gabby, or what? <laughs> what were you going to say? What were you going to say? I was going to say probably like Hawaiian mix. No. <laughs> Hawaiian no. Mix. In Minnesota? No. <laughs> I've met Hawaiians with white last names. Not Brady. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But uh, okay. but right here, they're as white as can be. All right. So this is a uh, this is white on white right here. Um, white on white. Yeah. So so basically, <clears throat> Brady came down the stairs first. Uh, okay. Twelve minutes later, after he's he still saw, in the basement. Yeah, he's still in the basement, and um, he's got his twenty-two on his in his holster. And um, basically, he comes down the stairs, unassuming, doesn't see anything. He already knows the layout of the house. So already Byron knows these are the ones that are vandalizing and stealing from him. So he's already pissed at this point. Um, Here's where it's kind of crazy, though. Um, Brady comes down the stairs and behind a chair, then Byron pops up doesn't say much other than pop 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 with a gun um he hits brady and brady goes down right away um he has time to pull out a what was it called a a tarp that he has down in his basement and he wraps brady's body up and he pulls him behind some boxes in the uh, basement now do you think Kiefer, his cousin, heard those gunshots? I'm going to say she didn't. What do you think, Gabby? I'm going to say she did, and she got spooked instead of going to check it out. Man, I wish you were right, Gabby. I wish you were right. Because even though she's breaking and entering, she should have. I mean, I, I don't know how you don't hear 22 caliber you know, gunshots, yep. three, three of them. But apparently she was upstairs, didn't hear him. 10 to 15 more minutes went by before all of a sudden you heard her call her bro- her cousin's name. She then started slowly coming down the stairs. And then that's when Smith shot her once. Uh, the gun misfired the second time to where in the audio, um, I'm not going to give it away, but other than you'll hear him reload and then finish her off. Ooh. Yeah, he finished her off. Um, Does this as they're walking down the stairs? Yes, as they're almost to the bottom of the stairs of the basement. Dang. Now that's Home Alone (laughs) 3.0. Yeah, exactly. Oh, paint cans. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, She she was hit... uh, Five times. Jesus. Four, four times in the torso, and the last shot um, 
the kill shot right in the eye. Yeah. Um, he then Oof. he then um, goes on to say some derogatory things and give a bit of a manifesto before tossing her body on top of her cousin's um, body and then um, actually shooting both of them one more time. So all this was caught on audio and video from his surveillance system outside the home, inside the home, and the audio that he prepared downstairs. So uh, what do you think Mr. Byron's next step is? Uh, I'm going to say he's not a normal person because a normal person would probably call the police. I'm going to say he just probably smoked him a pipe and left him there. Well, you would say that, that, see, here's the thing. This day was, um, what, what, I think it's November 23rd is Thanksgiving, right? Or 22nd usually? 27? Because it has to be on a Thursday, so it changes. Yeah, I think it was a, 20, a 23rd. So this was late night tw- of the 22nd still. It was still the 22nd prior to Thanksgiving. Um, Byron decided not to call the police because he didn't want to bother them on Thanksgiving. So he's like, let me do the work. Yeah. So he, he, um, he's like, nah, I don't want to bother them giving them a case or anything like that. It's not like they're paid to do that. So, um, uh, he decided to call the Morrison County Sheriff, um, two days later, which was the Friday to let them know about the burglar burglary. And then, um, Brady's sister, um, which was the, the cousin, claimed that Brady stole drugs from her on August uh, 28th because then they started researching the two victims um, when the police got there. So they already knew that Brady had a a, a, a drug problem and then also he, he would steal for, for drugs. So the investigation was going into Brady at this point once the police got there and then they were figuring that he just brought his cousin in to um, uh, help out, you know what I mean? Like just to help him out, score some stuff. And um, at this point, um, you know, it's very early in the, um, what do you call it? In the uh, case, in the investigation. And the the police were like, well, hey man, you got a pretty good uh, surveillance system. Mind if we take a look at that? And mind if we listen to that audio recorder that you obviously have right there? which looked very suspicious once they saw it. Um, once they were able to, able to obtain these, uh, the audio and the video, things changed uh, big time because I, I think what I'll do is I'll let you hear it <clears throat> and then I'll let you, I'll tell you what he decided to argue in his defense and then exactly what the state came up with afterwards. So if you want to run that disclaimer real quick one more time, once again, ladies and gentlemen, viewer discretion is advised. You are about to hear the audio of the killing that took place right now.
Sorry about that. What do you guys think? Um, I mean, I think it's, I don't, it's kind of, in my opinion, 
the fact that he was recording was kind of smart, but at the same time, it's very creepy because he sounds like he has issues. Yes. <laughs> and really trying to portray it in his defense that, you know, these people are breaking in and he has the right to shoot them, but uh, he technically set them up, so that's not making much sense anymore. Okay. He's been robbed several times. Yes. He said, I'm going to get my revenge. I get that. Mm -hmm. They were in his house. He has the right to self-defense. I kind of don't blame him for shooting them because they've clearly they've hit that house several times and it's been the same people. Mm -hmm. The only problem in that audio is when he said these people weren't even human, basically, and he had to get rid of them. He's like Gabby said, he sounded kind of crazy. It seemed like he enjoyed it. Yeah, like he sentenced them himself. Yeah, I I agree because at the end he says, you know, if they go to jail, it's what six months and they're back out for revenge. Yeah. Yeah. So he was gonna make sure that they didn't come back for him. So yes. Finish them off. What were we gonna say, Matt? No. I, yeah, I agree. It, it, it was weird. It, it, it sounded like I didn't hear the first part where the guy got killed, but in the beginning he said sorry. I don't know who he was. Who said sorry? Oh, that was him but, saying sorry. Oh, okay. I think he said sorry when he shot her the first time and she screamed. Mm-hmm. Oh, because it's not like it stays there. She's still screaming, and he's gonna he keeps shooting. Yeah, he finishes her off. Because honestly, this recording was edited down to five minutes, and it's the entirety is thirty-five minutes. So wow. when he shoots her the first time. He actually has a hard time reloading the gun. And he actually, like I said, it takes her 15 minutes after he's already killed her cousin, Brady, to then shoot her coming down because it takes her 15 minutes to look for him. And 15 minutes in a in a home that you're not, that, you know, not, not yours is a long freaking time. Yeah. And, um, and then also, like I said, she's sitting there squirming. He shoots her two, three more times. And then has to uh, fix the gun again before he kills her. So she suffered. I think Brady was a little bit faster. Yeah, he, he yeah he didn't even know what coming. Yeah, he was blindsided. I don't know about that. Like I feel like Matt said. I understand he was pissed already. This <clears throat> happened, mm-hmm. but I think he should have gotten the police involved more because they were showing up when he wasn't there. Like they weren't trying to hurt him. They were just trying to steal so they can get money, you know? If their nope. goal was that bad, then they would show up whether he was there or not. Mm-hmm. They were comfortable in the house, clearly they've been there, but they were too comfortable because they spent too much time there, which means they're really, I don't see the intention that they wanted to hurt people. Yeah, we're taking his possessions. They weren't harming him. They weren't setting up things to put him in danger, and they were doing it when he wasn't there. I think his final, well, what he did was more of a setup. He planned it. He made sure they could think he was not there because his whole purpose from the beginning was to kill them. 
I don't know if his whole purpose was to kill them. It was. But his whole purpose was to at least let them know my presence will be made. If here. his purpose was not to kill them, he wouldn't have parked his car far away knowing they were going to show up. Well, he wouldn't be ready waiting in the basement. He wouldn't be recording everything so he can kill them and defend himself. That's intent. I would do the same thing if somebody's been hitting my house several times. I want to find out who it is and I want to catch them. Well, if you're going to do something like that and you want to just find out who it is and catch them, why not involve the police then? No. You're going to no? stay out until you kill them. So he had the intention of finishing them. I am going to let them know, don't come in my house again and give them the raft of... <laughs> well, because he was talking about them getting vengeance. If he did that, he knew they were going to come after him. So clearly, he already knew he had to kill them. Yeah, he was fearing that. She, I, I would side with Gabby on this one, but Matt, with you, only if he would have shot once. Yeah, okay, I'm not saying kill him, but shoot him. Shoot him yeah. and then talk to him. Yeah, because because here's here's what it came down to. <clears throat> you guys both made great points, but on this one, he tried to raise the Castle Doctrine debate, which is a law in Minnesota and several other um, states as well, where it's the right to protect your home. Um, you know, if, if an intruder comes in, you have the right to shoot. Now, Gabby makes a great point. He was lying in wait to ambush, so it's not like he was woken up in the middle of the night. So that's one strike against him. Uh, the, le the legal analyst have stated, though, the initial shootings most likely would have been justified under Minnesota's laws, but that the subsequent shots were not justified once the threat had been removed or neutralized. Sheriff, yeah, that's true. Sheriff Wetzel said that the, the law doesn't permit you to execute somebody once the threat is gone. So mm -hmm. he said in his own words, I think the first shot was justified. But after the person is no longer a threat, the application of self-defense is no longer applicable to the case. Yeah. He did become judge during execution. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't do that, but I would at least shot them just to let them know, okay, my presence is known. You come here again, it it won't be just one shot. Mm -hmm. That's true. So <clears throat> the, to wrap up this case, um, basically it came down to the recorder and all the stuff that they had confiscated and um, like it's, like the jury really got hung up on the part where Smith in a number of statements that we heard said I'm not a bleeding heart liberal I felt like cleaning up a mess not like spilled food not like vomit not like even uh, diarrhea the worst mess, of, a mess possible and I was stuck in it and I, with a tiny little respect, I was doing my civic duty. So, like you guys said, he was judge, jury, and executioner. He already had his mind made up. So, to wrap up the case, he was indicted in 2013 of April of first-degree murder of both of them. And Dang. he was uh, sentenced to life without Dang. parole. Dang. Ooh. That's a tough sentence. That's a but tough I'm gonna sentence. say when you're already planning what you're going to do and you go with it, knowing the consequences, mm -hmm. not letting the law take care of it. I mean, I get it. Sometimes you can't trust the law, but 
it's your job to try first. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That's, that's a tough one to swallow, man. He was protecting his home. I no, get it. No, no, no. Yes, he no. was. One thing is protecting your home. Another thing is planning the murder of those who are breaking into your home because you want revenge. That's you being mad and stupid and wanting to do it and take it into your own hands. Yes. He <laughs> put himself in that situation. He got what he needed. <sighs> I agree he should go to jail. I'm not going to sit here and say that he's, he's innocent of nothing. But life, man. It sucks because people are coming into your home and it's not theirs. I get that. And I would be pissed too. Like their behavior was not appropriate, but the way he did things was bad. That's not fair. If somebody came in the house right now and I got a gun and I caught him, oh, yeah, I'm unloading on him. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, 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 I'm not about to say, I'm not about to shoot him in the ankle and say, don't rob here again, or else it's going to be, no, no, I might unload the whole clip on. But then again, the law does state that once the threat is neutralized, that's yeah. it, you know, yeah. so. Because then it is considered yeah, murder. Then it is considered. So on that premise, I get it. Like I said, he should go to jail. It just sucks that he got life. He would have done that to anybody else who would break into his home. And that was common there. How can he be set free after a certain amount of time knowing he will do it again? Because somebody else will break in. Hey. That's true. That was a high the high uh, crime area. It may have and it may have not been them every time. So that's yeah. the thing we don't know about um, with this case. But the fact that he did take actions into his own hands and yeah, and I, think, and I think it's a gray area too because I could see where Matt's coming from too. If they were to enter with a knife, then by all means, yeah, you light them up. But if they're just walking down the stairs, they're looking to steal stuff. Like Gabby said, you know, you got to, yeah, take one shot. Maybe the other person hears it, and runs off. You've neutralized the one suspect. Call the cops. They'll do their investigation. You stay out of jail. But yeah. he he did not do that. So. I'm siding with Gabby on this one. This was premeditated, and this was a double homicide for sure. Yeah. That just sucks, though, man, you know, for him to waste his life like that. Yeah, and I forgot to mention, these these were teenagers. So these weren't, uh, these weren't you know, guys in their 20s or a guy and a girl. And oh, they were teenagers? They were teenagers, yeah. They were about 17 and 18. Ah, yeah. Yeah. But they're mixed up in the wrong things. Yeah, they got mixed up in the wrong thing, and that's tough, you know, because because we were teenagers once. We got into mischief, mm-hmm. and that would that would be jacked up for somebody to be judge and jury execution for our stupidity as a team. Like I said, I get it. Yes, he should not have done that. Yes, he deserved to go to jail. It just sucks that he got life because of. I'm not saying he didn't deserve it. What I'm saying is, you know, his action ruined his life. And all he was doing was at the, what he seemed was right in protecting his home. He did take it a little step further. So, I mean, hey, it happens. He yep. didn't have a lot. Yeah, that's true. That is true. So <clears throat> that is the case of Byron David Smith. Yes, wow. sir. And, man, clean audio. Um, very good. Very good audio. Sucks what happened. Sucks that two youngsters lost their life. But, you know, the lesson of this story is 
be careful who you rob and also don't no. premeditate. No, be careful, be careful who you rob. Be careful who you rob. Be careful who you rob. Oh my Perfect. god. Somebody's gonna rob somebody. Branding true crime does know. not does not uh endorse what Maddie Matt just said. Please. <laughs> the lesson here is don't rob kids and adults. Don't rob. And also, stay in school. Don't do drugs. Get out of here. <laughs> this is a dare program. Yes, <laughs> they know dare program. <laughs> and also, people who are protecting your home, neutralize the threat. Don't take it further than that. Yeah, don't, don't actually... baiting people. Yeah, That's stupid. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So you that was roll a... this one out. Yes, let's roll this one out. Uh, let's give you guys the audience to let you guys know where you can find us. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just type in the Grinding True Crime Podcast, or you can listen to us while you're jogging, running, driving, or whatever you're doing. Just look us up on iHeartRadio, Podbean, Spotify, all those good stuff. Just type in the Grinding True Crime Podcast, and you can listen to some of our previous episodes that has been given by Gavi, myself, and Todd. Good ones as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's where you can find us. All right. So, with all being said, this is Maddie Matt along with our narrator for today, Todd Fox, and the other host of the show, Gabby Gabby. And we are signing off. Toodles. Peace.